It's a good show. This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Jones. Welcome to. Welcome to. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Studio tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to songs that we will randomly select. Here, with the help of our friend Synchronicity, Synchronicity. Now it's time for Radio Wayball. Give us a shake. Radio Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and we're here at Starburns Industries with Miranda Lee Richards. Hello there. She is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and inviting friends and compatriots from her life in music and just in the world as a, as a thoughtful person, and she is... And the next guest is, uh, well, I guess we're going to find out how they know each other. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Wayne Jobson. Maximum respect. Thanks yes. for having me. Well, uh, how do you know Miranda? We just kind of met through the years, I think through Samantha and just going to her shows and going to her studio and all that. But such a wicked singer, man. She's like, oh. she's as good as they get. And songwriter. And we are just talking about the Soldier of the War song that oh, she has. Oh, yeah. Such Hero a of the Silent War. Hero of the yeah. Silent War. Mm-hmm. What movie was that from again? Hornet's Nest Hornet's soundtrack. Nest. Hornet's Nest soundtrack. Yes. Tell us about Hornet's Nest. What is it about? Oh, wow. It, it's heavy. It's uh, shot from the sh- soldier's perspective on the battlefield in Afghanistan with cameras that they had and the story that they told uh, from from the front lines and including like reporters that were there to follow these guys. They risked their lives every day. And um, there was a lot of interesting perspective that I gained from watching the, the film. And I was asked to contribute a song to the movie, and I was honored to do so. And um, it's just a whole other uh, voice that you hear because we hear so much from our government, so much from the political end of things, and so much in the news. And, uh, you know, these guys are telling the real story because they're there yeah so yeah so what was it that made you think oh wayne would probably dig this synchronistic format um i think that wayne is well you're a radio personality yourself and um and uh, i always enjoy our conversations and our um our musical we're we're going to be working on some music together so you're in my sphere and just a really good friend and someone I trust and I love hanging out with. So, working together on music as like playing together, recording together. Like, what, what, what would? No, I'm not trying to. Yeah. You know, like, 
Yeah, force anything. This, isn't, this isn't like a kiss a cam at the, yeah. at the stadium or something. But. You know, I, I, wrote a, I wrote a cool country song and she liked it and so we're going to go in and record it. And, you know, because uh, actually in Jamaica, country music was like massive from like 50 years ago. The biggest star in Jamaica before Bob Marley was Jim Reeves. Mm-hmm. People like Skeeter Davis and all these people are huge down there, you know, and it's like people would never think that Jamaicans would like that. But So I grew up listening to that kind of stuff and so I wrote this really cool country song and she liked it. I love it, yeah. I remember when I was a teenager, I got to go to, to England and I was surprised because I always thought country music's cheesy but people and because I was just you know a kid I didn't really know was didn't know the history of it and what turned me on to country music was hanging out with kids in England who were like oh Johnny Cash Elvis Costello is totally into country you gotta you know because I, I think that it's maybe it's do you feel like in Jamaica there's some people who look at reggae the way that Americans look at country like oh it's just our thing we oh enough of it or is it more is it do people are, are people still very much connected there to that lineage and haven't burnt out on it? No, I mean the, the whole country is just obsessed with reggae, and of course, yeah. you know, to, for Jamaica to have created the greatest musician of all time, Bob Marley, and um, and so he looked at it like news. So everybody just looks at the latest reggae song to find out what's going on, you know, right. in the streets and all that sort of thing. So it's they, they definitely love it. And as far as um, you know, country music, I was lucky enough to have worked on. Willie Nelson's reggae album, which oh. is called Countryman, and they recorded one of my songs. And Willie is like the greatest guy in the world, man. Just getting stories from him, you know, like 80 years of incredible stories of all the stuff he's been through at the White House and all really, really amazing stuff. So the album is called Countryman. It's all he did quite well. And also sang on a song with uh, Garth Brooks when he did the Chris Gaines album. So I've been lucky to work with a few country people, and, and I love it, man. And, and country music actually has the best stories, you know? Because mm-hmm. pop music is just, I love you, the sky is blue. But country has these great stories with twists in them and all the great Johnny Cash. I mean, I shot the sheriff. Like, that. that's a that, that's like a country that's a, song. That's like a country <laughs> song, right? And also my neighbor in Jamaica. Well, I'm really lucky growing up because two of my neighbors in Jamaica, one was Keith Richards, so I worked on his reggae album, which is called The Wingless Angels. And also Johnny Cash lived down there, and I knew Johnny a little bit. We recorded some of Johnny's songs on the... Willie Nelson album and, and now I'm trying to put together um, Johnny Cash left his house in Jamaica and it's still there with all his clothes in it and his guitars and his pictures it's like he just died yesterday and everything is there so we're trying to turn it into a museum so I'm working with the Grammys and trying to make it into the Johnny Cash Grammy Museum so that's one of the projects we're working on Any other country artists do you feel like really like connected with the with the reggae vibe? Um, it was mostly the old school guys, the, the, the Willies and those kind of guys. The, the, the modern people, Jamaica's not really into them. They're only into yeah. the, older, the older style stuff, you know. The modern stuff is, because basically it's just, I mean, all of the modern guys, the Keith Urbans and all, it's just really rock and roll with a hat and cowboy yeah. boots. You know? yeah. It has nothing to do with country, really. The real country is those amazing stories that you used to get from Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, um, it was a dark time in my life, and I found myself working at this country bar, and they, they they fired me after a while. They they pulled me in. They were like, "Hey, you know, we thought we we hired because I showed up good for the for the meeting. And like, we hired you because we thought you were like this, you know, cool guy. But you're kind of a nerd. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't fool you there. But it, I was listening like listening to the music. And I was just like, ninety percent of what they're playing. This is like some sort of. It's like part ACDC, part Prince. Which is, I mean, I like both of those things, but. It's like it's not country. Maybe there's a fiddle there or a hat, exactly. but the rest of it, it's just four on the floor, rock, rock Straight and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess everything's this in some place. Everything 
meets together musically. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, that it doesn't have that. And what would be the quality of country music that makes it not that? And I, we'll get to your question, but I, since this is something I've never explored, is the connection between reggae and country music. Well, another, another artist that's, that's really, um, you know, loved in Jamaica today, um, Kenny Chesney. And he mm -hmm. came to Jamaica. He recorded two songs with Bob Marley's band, The Wailers. And he came down and shot, helped him put together the video. And he shot the video in Jamaica. And, all that. and he's like a massive, massive reggae fan. He, like, worshipped Wailers and Bob Marley and all that. So, and he's probably the biggest star in the country right now. So some of his stuff is, is interesting. But some of the other stuff, kind of like the Florida Georgia Line and all that, is just too, too rock and too pop. It doesn't, mm -hmm. have, it doesn't have any of the dark stories. Because country is really dark music, like blues, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, uh, you you got the format of what we do here. We engage the pop oracle. Do you uh, do you have a question for the pop oracle? Um, it can be anything. anything. Anything, absolutely anything. Yeah. Okay. My question is, um, when are we going to get rid of Donald Trump? Oh, yes. that was going to be my question. <laughs> I beat you to it. When are we going to get rid? Uh, I, I try not to say You don't have to say the word. Yeah. When are we going to get word? rid of that guy? Of the orange, orange Führer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I, could, I, won't, I won't add to your question, but I could. So, when are we going to get rid of him? And now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. Wheel Song number three, which is Lucid, I Would Dream. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. This is not a country song. This is one of my polar opposite, like we're in the folk zone on this one. But um, mm, the lyrics probably go well. Yeah. Um, this one's called, yeah, Lucid, I Would Dream. Okay. And it's the truth that you'd feared That propelled you to attack Shooting arrows to the sun Gone. They're here and then they're gone. So in the depths you would dwell, it's what you know. So well, hand on deaf ears, it fell, hand on eyes, they couldn't see. Life's mystery. Underwater, I 
said I would dream. So I would cross that bridge. I'm looking down on it all. Hearing voices in the mist and a promise unfulfilled that haunted me still. Cooling waters, riding the waves, the salt that tastes so sweet. Bottom with my feet, and lucid I would dream. And that was Lucid I Will Dream from Miranda Lee Richards. Beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you. And uh, great, great singing all around and playing. What a what a spell! I feel it totally transports <laughs> haunting, me. Haunting, haunting. Being with it's them. Here and it's meaning the T word will be gone. It's, uh, he's, it's he's here and then he's gone. Wow! Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's it. So, so what? That's what, it. That's the answer. Well, I, I'm looking at the lyrics you sent me, and this uh-huh. is a part of a much longer. This I was looking at these lyrics. This this is a looks like it's a much longer song. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, you get the full version. That that's my the Miranda that's Lee Richards. The Bowl, um, that's the workbook. Version. That's what my songs <laughs> look like before they're finished. Those are the bottom of that is outtakes of lines that didn't work if you want to see my process oh that's wonderful so there should be an ending line that's like the first page yeah before the line before those lines is just i didn't mean to send you that version but now you get to see all my outtake lines oh that's wonderful that's wonderful i was like this is some major like song ritual that that this is part of so uh so where what was the initial impetus or inspiration for that song the subconscious, the dwelling in the subconscious and their dream interpretation. So I'd have these dreams that I was riding waves and then falling under them, but being able to breathe underwater. And um, apparently that is grappling with your subconscious thoughts and feelings and conquering them, actually, to be able to breathe underwater um, means that you are surviving that adversity somehow. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. You know, my the, that's what this this format comes out of. My father was a dream psychologist, and mm-hmm. he had led dream seminars in the in the seventies and eighties. That 
I didn't know had informed this show until I was on the radio doing this, and one of his students called in and was like, hey, this reminds me of these, what you're doing reminds me of these dream seminars I did in the 70s. I was like, oh, that was probably wow. my dad. So, oh, yeah, so there's a, there's, a, there's a lineage of dreams that's tied into mm-hmm. this as well. So what did you think about that as the answer to your question? It's pretty good. When she said he's gone, I mean, hopefully yeah. that is going to be like very soon because yeah. how much longer can we, we suffer under this? I know like in November, everything is going to, you know, they'll no longer have the full power, but still we'll be stuck with it for another two years after that. So it's like. I was just wondering what I was thinking of the same question coming over. And I was wondering, you know, the current investigations that are going on and mm-hmm. thinking yeah. like, oh, God, this is like just so too little too late it was even talked about during the debates you know hillary tried to bring it up that there was meddling in our election and you know then she was just evil hillary but um uh it's not too little too late in terms of the next election so Mm -hmm. i was hoping that some of these uh this information regardless of the final outcome if they're able to persecute him during this administration or not hopefully um the just having people realize that literally we were being uh, conned. Like, conned or manipulated or even pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. There is so much more like this divided nation. It's that whole thing divided. We fall, you know. So um, it's the oldest psychology book in the trick. I mean, oh, my God. Oldest psychology trick in the book. That was funny. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, being played by these, uh, you know, much higher powers that be. And uh, so, I mean, the whole puppet, you know, I remember them like, I just the whole thing of like, um, yeah, who's really the puppet, right? So. I mean, and, and, and the mission of music is to, to uplift the people, you know, that's the whole thing. And, and a politician is even supposed to be higher than a musician. The politician is one whose direct job is to uplift the people, right. you know, and then the musician can help him. Right. And if, if, if the whole thing is just divide the people instead of uplift them, then how can, you know what I mean? Even right. when the music fights against it, there's not much you can do because they have the final say, you know. Right, like being able to unify people at exactly. this, the, and that's what Obama was so good at, you mm-hmm. know, so... A true diplomat, right? Very graceful. Yeah, and I was, I just, I was thinking, you know, when you talk about getting rid of him, it's, it's like the when you make it about personalities, we don't, you know, we end up not solving the the problems that are going to be there regardless. Again, definitely, mm-hmm. I, I have no, I think he lowers and che- like he makes us all worse just by. He's like he's infecting us or bringing out a, a strain of our of the way that people can be that is horrifying. And it sort of it led to that was where my question was coming from was I'm constantly encountering people, encountering people who are uh, ostensibly in agreement with me, who would agree with what we're talking about here, who will come at me with in the style of him, but talking about you know the divides that are there in the democratic party right now between the progressives and the sort of the more establishment democrats and i see the level of debate being at the same level where our president can be bullying and anti-intellectual and just shouting people down and then i see that coming from people who i feel like we should be all in agreement that we're if we're opposing that that we should also be opposing that way of being and it made me think of 
your answer to Rain's question about how we can all be in that place of realizing we're all in this together. And it was this beautiful song about that morning, about being just, about there's just kindness. And so when I look at this, the the first, this is bringing me, there's an interpretation here. The line is, it was the truth that you fear that propelled you to attack. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's something about that is that, yes, challenge this evil administration and the policies that are just are hurting people on the planet. And at the same time, if we get engaged in that mode of attack, we become that thing. And I did, did any of you watch, I don't know, do you ever watch the TV show Black Mirror? Yeah, yes. it's so creepy. Oh. So there, there was the one where there were the bees. There was like some computer vi- these computer bees that were that attacked everyone and there was a hacker who made it so that everyone who clicked like on this thing of like that the president at that time needed to be killed or something that the bees went after those people and it was like oh, his wow. way of saying if you become the violent thing even against the violent thing you you know you you're as toxic as the violent thing yeah. and i don't know if i entirely agree with that but the metaphor has stuck with me every time i'm about to point like on something that is mean and taking someone down even if i agree with it like do i want to contribute to more meanness to more bullying to to less intelligence like i'm always trying to, how can we have the intelligent debate how can we have the soulful unifying debate yeah. but it's really hard and i and and i felt like that was there in that line like yeah. uh, what did you mean when you said that it was the truth that you fear that propelled you to attack well the truth is always like if it's a dark truth, it'll make you really pissed off if you're not really ready to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, if you're ready to acknowledge it, you'll be like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, or oh, I that was my bad, or, you know, you own up to it. But if someone's calling you out on something that you don't think you did or that wasn't your fault, you'll get quite angry. So... What did you all think? Uh, I'll say in advance, I was like totally Donald for Trump. it. He's a very defensive person. Well, did you, what did you think about the guy, the, the person who smashed up Donald Trump's star? When you saw, did you see the, the, oh. that? Like someone t- took an axe and oh, wow. I saw it. I felt great about it. I felt like it was <laughs> cathartic. It was art. I felt like it was solidarity. I felt, and I talked with someone who's like, oh, but that's still violent. It's destroying property. Like the star on Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah. I didn't even know. He yeah. Did. Every time he, they try and make it, make it, fix it, he, someone goes back and it's just like, no. Mm. Oh. Twice, twice that is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which well, I think that's I do I totally support that, and at the same time, it's a fine line of like I can see people being like, oh, well, I disagree with them. People who say that destruction of property is the same as violence, but no, it's just a metaphor destroying that. Yeah, I mean, if they hit him himself, then that would be violent, and you have yeah. to disagree with that. But to, to destroy the star is just making a point, you know. Well, yeah. But I think if someone and I'm I can get myself in trouble here. But I think if you saw a video, I think if most people in the world saw a a video of someone punching the president, the current president of the United States, I think there would be a lot of a similar feeling to the feeling that people saw, had when they saw that star of like, that might, I don't want to do that. And that might be shitty, but that feels good. (laughs) You know, just being honest, I think that, you know, and again, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like. It might feel good to see that, but what is it 
do to us psychologically mm-hmm. that we that we're ready to step over that threshold and revel in defacing defacing or punching <laughs> that's okay i was that's you caught your foot yeah your foot caught it yeah all good um your computer is saved I think that was just that was the NSA saying, "Shut up about this. You can't talk about this on on a podcast." Sorry. I mean, when when we see bad things happen to bad people, it does feel better, doesn't it? <laughs> I notice your your, your your computer has a little piece of tape across the camera, so they can't be watching us, right? Yeah. Most people don't have that. Most people leave it open. Oh no way! <laughs> no, I do some weird things in front of this computer. <laughs> Well, there's the whole, like, eye for an eye, you know. I mean... Makes everyone blind, right? Right, yeah. And uh, and so the debate is, is that, you know, breeding more negativity or violence or whatever. I, I have to say there's a lot worse things you could do than defacing the star on the Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame. Like, if that's the worst it's going to be, at least there's a conversation to be had like we're having now. And not, you know, someone's life and, and yeah. these are more very serious things. So um, it's just a little lack of respect, you know. For but, someone who doesn't deserve respect. To get some press. Right. Yeah. But, but also, also to, it kind of has been preaching violence against the press. You know, yeah. right. That's the whole thing. And, and some people are going to get hurt. You know, right. And these people almost hurt that CNN reporter. So that's serious. It's, yeah. um, you know, it, yeah. you know, somebody could say, well, if he's doing that, we can do it against him. But we're not as low as that, you know, to think right. like that. But. At least, you know, him calling out violence against the press is not as bad as defacing a, a star. You know? Yeah, he, he's kind of... Donald Trump is dangerous in that there are people that will do what he says. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there are plenty of people who wouldn't, and but there are people who would. So it's And some just, of them wear badges and get to carry guns, so... Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. welcome to America 2018. This is this is what we're up against. That's why you engaged a you know a potent question and um I, you know I I think we got a really a, a, an answer that reflected the complexity that's inherent in that question. And yeah, and I I I'm now I'm call, all excited to hear the music that the two of you make together. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going we're, to laying the, it's going to we're laying the groundwork. It's mm-hmm. going to be good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, is there anything you want to let our listeners know about before we move on to the next, uh, our next guest? Um, as far as, you know, well, projects I'm working on, there's a great new album out by Alana Davis, which I helped put together. Um, it's called Love Again. It's her new album. She kind of took a break and she's back with us again now and she's touring and stuff. So you can watch out for great stuff from Alana Davis. I think one of the best voices out there in the world right now. And, and great performer and everything. So check out for Alana Davis. And <clears throat> for me, I'm still still on the radio. My show is called Alternative. It's in L.A. You can hear it on um, in the station in Laguna Beach, um, KX93.5. So you can still hear it. And it's like rock reggae I play, you know, from Bob Marley to Revolution and all those different kind of bands. So, Excellent. Yeah. And you, you did slip that in. He's the greatest musician of all time. Definitely. Your, your definitely. Co- I mean, I think Bob Marley. Force, the, great, the greatest songwriter of all time is Lennon McCartney. Uh-huh. And but the greatest, you know, all rounder revolutionary musician and everything as all rounder Bob Marley. Uh-huh. I'll second that. 
Ja? Ja, man. Ja, man. Maximum is weg. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the dark distance, Prince is being like, hey, what about oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> but, but... The next time I come back, I'll give you Prince stories. Oh, okay. I, I have like about 100. Oh. I want to write a book called Prince-isms. He was the craziest musician of all time was Prince. The most brilliant, <laughs> but, but so, I mean, the stories, man, things that he got away with and the madness was just like beyond. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Let's